Blog Talk Radio. I've got a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love inside, and I call it pride, a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love.
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Recovery Corner. I am your host, Tanya Wilson, also known as Authorist Tanya Wilson, author of the book, The Time is Now. The Recovery Corner is proudly brought to you by The Literary Corner. We also provide a diverse platform to bring awareness to socioeconomic issues within our community, Christian values, promotion of small businesses, and support of nonprofit organizations. Our partnering NOP, the Theodore House, provides invaluable services for people who suffer with addictions, mental health, homelessness, and HIV. For more information, please contact Ms. Tamika Randall at www.theodorehouse.org. And we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. So right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She's going to show you. We're going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels. Finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designing for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories. Always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer, and I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now, when you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'm going to show you, huh? She's going to show you what? We're going to show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome back. To the Recovery Corner, I am your host, authorist Tanya Wilson. My guest panelists for this evening are Kenya Sheets and author Timberly Randolph. And Kenya Sheets is going to be the first to share her story. Kenya Sheets is the CEO and founder of My Way Magazine, hashtag Writing for BJ, and my Way Media LLC. Kenya Sheets started My Way. My Way Magazine started off as a junior senior final project, and Kenya Sheets 
news edit, editing one and two class at Clark Atlanta University. The thought of independently owning and designing a magazine, which consisted of creating a cover title as well as generating content content of her own, was freedom, especially with her knowing she could do things her way. This is where the name My Way came from. It was during the startup process she found an abundant interest in layout design and interviewing friends. She had a thing for bright colors, so she knew My Way Magazine Volume 1 had to be hot pink, which was her favorite color at the time. And as far as interviews were concerned, she found friends with significant things going on in their lives, such as one being bisexual and having to fight all his life, and another losing their grandmother a week before senior prom, but still being able to attend it and graduate high school with a smile. At first, people wouldn't think what they were doing or going through was motivating or inspiring, but she made stories out of it. Kenyan Sheets saw something in them even when they didn't. She just wanted their lives and voices to be heard. It was 2013 when Kenya lost her dearest friend, Bobby B.J. Smith. Her and Bobby had been friends since high school and throughout college. One summer, she hired B.J. as a photographer at Kodak at Six Flags, where she was a supervisor. After that hot summer, Kenya and her friends learned on September 28, 2013, their brother friend BJ was shot and killed while attending an off-campus block party in Tuskegee, Alabama, where he attended Tuskegee University. Kenya and her friends took his loss awfully. A piece of them had been taken away. As depressing and tragic as it was, Kenya knew for her things couldn't and wouldn't stop her grind. She learned how to take a negative and turn it into a positive. The pain and anxiety she was experiencing then created something beautiful. Hashtag writing for BJ. Though BJ was gone physically, he became her purpose, and through her writing, he would live on. On May 5, 2014, Kenya submitted her 16-page senior final My Way magazine, hashtag writing for BJ, volume two. While in college, she was writing was a writing intern for some pretty cool web publications, such as Fame Magazine, Fredio.com, and Control Magazine. She learned so much from being an intern, like written verbal communication skills, brainstorming topic ideas, 
content research, citing resources, social media marketing and promotion, as well as covering red carpet events, press luncheons, and private screenings around the greater Atlanta area. After graduating from Clark Atlanta University with a bachelor's degree in journalism, Kenya took what was supposed to be a class project and turned it into her reality by starting her own business, My Way Media LLC, which is the base of her publication, My Way Magazine, hashtag writing for BJ. She is a natural-born leader who takes matters into her own hands. My Way Magazine, hashtag writing for BJ, is a uprising lifestyle publication providing a platform encouraging, strengthening, and educating aspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, and dream chasers. It is important for my way to build a team and networks on the foundation of Christ, knowing it is him, the most high, who has created its business and his image. And ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Miss Kenya Sheep. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, Kenya. How are you doing this evening? I'm blessed. I'm great. How are you? Well, thank you for um, joining us on the Recovery Corner to share your story. Now, my first question that I have for you is, can you tell me a little about, bit about where you grew up and what was your childhood like? Okay, well, I'm from, let's say, not the second A-town, Australia, Georgia. <laughs> not really okay. Atlanta, but um, I'm from Cobb County. Uh, suburbs, kind of a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Um, I am mm-hmm. the only child. Some people like to call me spoiled, but I like to say I'm very well treated. Um, <laughs> I grew okay. up in a, um, in a home with both of my parents and um, went to school all throughout. I still went to uh, Clarkdale, Cooper, South Cobb, and um, mm-hmm. I then went to Alabama State my freshman year of college, and um, that's where I got to do my work study at WBAS the on-campus radio station, which was pretty cool. And um, then I transferred to Clark Atlanta my junior and senior, um, no, my sophomore, is it my sophomore? Yeah, my sophomore year, and then I finished out and graduated from Clark Atlanta. Okay. So that's pretty much how I'm So um, during the time, like when you were a child, were you naturally, you know, driven to, you know, because I know you do a lot of, Probably a lot of um, interviewing and 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 things like that for you know your uh, publication and your uh, social media marketing. Were mm-hmm. you naturally a inquisitive child? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, in middle school, we had this thing called Cooper News, and I was on that mm. team, and okay. that's pretty cool. Um, and then in high school, I took broadcasting level one through five, 
broadcast, mm-hmm. video broadcasting was pretty cool. And um, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be on the radio. I cheered all throughout high school my uh, freshman and senior year. Um, I was uh, the class clown, uh, <laughs> kind of teacher said a little bit, uh, even just with my cheerleading coach, Miss um, Valentine. Um, I was kind of her assistant, you know, I took the leadership role. Mm-hmm. I, I always take the leadership role. Uh, I passed on her dirty work, which she didn't want to tell the other <laughs> my other teammates I had to do. But I've always just been the leader, the outspoken one, um, the fun mm-hmm. one, you know, the goofy yeah. one, the loud one. Just That's just always been me just growing up, or even in the house. Want right. to do things my way, you know. Oh, so well, there you go, my way magazine. Yes, <laughs> yes that's me. So, can you tell me, um, was how easy was it for you to transition from having the your my way magazine publication to actually going into the media, like my way media? What was that transition like for you? Um. Well, the transition was pretty easy only because mm-hmm. uh, I was already interning for other web publications. Um, mm-hmm. I did Freddie Yo for like a – it was it was a short, media trial, but I was able to, you know, get what I needed. And then I did Control Mag. It was a fashion magazine. I wasn't too much into fashion. But okay. my heart – my heart and soul was Fame magazine, which really gave me my first opportunity. Um, I had an interview at Emory University to to be um, in their communications department for writing, and I didn't get it. And you right. know, just even throughout of throughout high school, my teacher I had this one teacher that told me that I was ghetto, or wow. just, just or. Or even in college, you know, just with journalism being my profession and going through my course classes, all my papers used to be marked up, you know, red. Like, it was always errors. You know, it's like I'm going to school for writing. You know, how can I make this my profession? So after getting turned down from um, Emory, same magazine, you know, I've seen it online. I think my mama seen it, and she passed it over to me. And um, Mm -hmm. I applied, and two weeks later, the guy, um, owner of a Kiwan Brown, had called me and told me that he liked what I submitted. I actually submitted my volume one, a PDF of My Way magazine, the first one. And um, he liked it, and they brought me on. And with that Mm -hmm. opportunity, I mean, I took it and I ran with it. I know that, you know, just growing up, because I love to talk, everybody know I love to talk, I always wanted to be on the radio, (laughs) but because... But because I wasn't given that opportunity just yet, I said, well, I'm going to let my writing do all the talking. So with Fame Magazine, uh, Kadeem Dunwell, the other partner, uh, business owner of that publication, um, he was the one that just really helped me go out to different, you know, events on the Mm -hmm. scenes. And I actually volunteered to do this um, Jermaine Dupree, Soto Del, what is it? So so Jeff, uh twenty first anniversary anniversary mm-hmm. and I volunteer as a PR. So you got okay. me in there checking in, doing media lists, looking at all kind of celebrities, but I can't talk to them. You know, I can't be starstruck only because this is a position that somebody probably right. would have worked in for two years, and I'm volunteering. And then the right. next day, we actually got to do the red carpet at the Fox. And mm-hmm. I'm not just in the Fox. I'm I'm in the Fox like but. You know, behind the scenes, me and my um, friend Derek, and you know, mm-hmm. got to see Jagged Edge, Carl Thomas, Bone Crusher. We got to see Jay Z perform. You know, just 
around mm-hmm. a lot of people. And with that, I told him that that night, I said, bro, whatever it is that we got to <laughs> do, sign me up. Like, I want this life. So after, you know, being with fame and pretty yo and control, you know, I still wanted to go on. And it was, you know, certain things because I know I wanted to go to the Christian level, you know, and right, you know, those right. cases weren't based on that. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's where, right. where the name comes from. And, you know, just being in those positions, and God has really blessed me, has really shown me favor, has put me indoors, you know, in rooms with mm-hmm. amazing people that I probably never dreamt of before. But, you know, just getting that feel and loving the environment mm-hmm. and everything that came with it, it was like, okay, I'm going to keep it going. So I found me a PR. I've been working with them, and, you know, whatever they send me, I'm at it. You know, just like at Fame, people used to pass up opportunities. Like, this only comes once in a really? lifetime. If you ain't going. That's right. You better grab it while you can. <laughs> I was going to events by myself. Like, it didn't even matter. So even now when I go out sometimes, I go by myself, like, because I'm used to it. You know, I am yeah. I'm the only child, so I'm used to being by myself. But, you know, just transitioning from, you know, the school project to actually my project, mm-hmm. I, I believe that it was just divine, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that was my purpose, and it was in my face, and I didn't know it. But mm-hmm. um, that is my way. <laughs> but you seem to have a passion for it, so I'm sure you enjoy yes. really, And it's really great when you enjoy what you're doing. Yes. Because mm-hmm. so many people, you know, they don't really like their job or what they're doing. So when you have a passion for something... That makes you even better at it. Yes. And it's just an extra plus that you love doing what you do. Uh, I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. it's... can you tell me who who are your role models when you were growing up and who are your role models now? Um, You know what? Actually, growing up, I ain't had no role models. I think my role model, and she would probably look at me right now and be like, yeah, right, is my mom. <laughs> no, no, a lot of people say their role models is their parents. That's, but um, it's just the a only Kenya Jackson thing. It's just a Kenya Jackson thing. But um, my mom really, although, boy, she probably don't think I appreciate her, but I love her and I thank her for everything. But, you know, she always just set me up in a place where it was like, you, you like I'm winning, you know, or just giving me opportunity, or even just sacrificing. But just seeing mm-hmm. her, her and my dad work as hard as they, you know, as they have, and being able for me to cheer, you know, pay mm-hmm. this, pay that, you know, go to school. At first, I didn't think I was gonna go to Clark Atlanta just because of of the tuition, but she was like, "That's what right, you want right. to do." You know, you do it. But I already knew right. going in that this is this is some money, so I need to graduate right. one and. I need Just with that, and my dad used to um, be a manager. My mom's a supervisor, her job. So good work ethic and being, mm-hmm. you know, a boss, but just having that management right. mentality is, is in, in our sheep's blood. So that's right. where I get it from. So okay. my mom and my dad. And you your know, dad. Okay. So, yes. So who would you say your role models are now that you're, you know, grown? Right now? As an adult, <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Michelle Obama. Me too. Uh, <laughs> I read one of my projects. I can't remember the name, but one of my projects I read, um, 
and my uh, core class, my journalism class, was one of her mm-hmm. books that she wrote. Okay. And I, you know, got to know who Michelle Renee Vaughn Obama is, you know. And right, right. Get to know who she is as a person. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of us have testimonies. And to see where she came from and where she is now, you know, it shows that there is a God. And yeah. just to know that... <laughs> Once you know, once you have that support team that pushes you, or even if you don't have it, it's just something that's motivating you and giving you that drive. Mm-hmm. You know, right. to you know, turn nothing into something, and you see where she is mm-hmm. today. So I I commend her on there that. So go. that would be one yeah. of my um, that would be one of my role models. Michelle she really, Obama. Yeah, she's a huge inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about um. Your friend, you know, that passed, and my condolences go out to you and your and the family and friends of the loss of your friend, BJ. Can you tell me what Thank was you. BJ like? Oh, oh. BJ was BJ. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was himself, and he was mm-hmm. very loving. He was very funny. He was very transparent, um, mm-hmm. say whatever he wanted to say, make a joke on whatever he wanted to joke about. Or if we didn't want to do something goofy, we'd be like, ask BJ to do it, tell BJ to do it. And, you know, he, we just knew that he would he would be that guy. And mm-hmm. um, even in um, in high school, for our senior superlatives, we both got class clowns. So mm-hmm. um, we were just both goofy. He was athletic. He was fun, but he was just very loving, you know, and even mm-hmm. – during after the time he passed, a lot of people had nothing but good things to say about him. And I know in my past, I've you know, I've hurt people as such, but mm-hmm. I had to look at, you know, BJ's situation and I'm like, okay, you know, my day's gonna come. I don't know when I you know, when but what are people gonna say about me? You right. know, and that's what made me you know, get my change of heart. And um, mm-hmm. actually, before BJ, I lost my grandmother like three, four months before. And mm-hmm. then I had like a couple of months after BJ, like in a consecutive of seven months, I lost another close friend to me to suicide. So wow. with that's that, a lot. Three, right, with three losses, that's a lot. Feeling, you yeah. know, still in school, I'm taking six classes, and they telling me, Two months before graduation, I need one more class. You know, I was going mm. through it. But mm. at the same time, I was still busy, you know. So it was like right. I could I could dwell on this or I mm-hmm. could just hurry up and finish it and, you know, and graduate. But once, you know, graduation came around and we had like two weeks, you know, we finished our seniors finished classes early. And after mm-hmm. those, um, well, within those two weeks up leading up to graduation, I was suffering from anxiety very bad. I had my mm-hmm. first um, anxiety attack while I was driving. And wow. I had a lot of outer body experience. Like, I, the way that I felt, like, because my grandmother died uh, from a heart attack while she was driving. First thing I'm thinking mm-hmm. is, like, no, this can't happen to me. This can't happen to me. This can't happen to me. Right. You and know, just things, the you thoughts, know, the racing thoughts. Right. So, yeah. um, oh, I know about parking. that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I ended up parking, and my parents had to come get me, and they, you know, I rode with one of them, and um, yeah. the other one drove my car home, and then I got admitted to the um, ER. I forget what mm-hmm. I had, but it was just, it was basically anxiety. Um, so you had a panic time, attack. 
No, but it was panic. bad, girl. Cause and anxiety. I'm in the well, ER. I know about 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 <laughs> a little bit about it because I have. Yes. I have um, what oh, they call okay. GAD, which is generalized yeah. anxiety disorder, and I do go to therapy for it twice a week. <laughs> That's what I'm about to so. lead up to. So after that, <laughs> uh, my mama, um, you know, requested me, you know, to go to go see a psychiatrist, go to, you know, see a mm-hmm. therapist. And oh, yeah. I kid you not, that was the best thing that ever happened to my life at that time. You know, like I was able to sit with somebody and talk to somebody that mm-hmm. doesn't know me, that can't judge me, right. you know, and actually want to help. And I went three times, but that was the best three times. Each third, each time I went over my hours. Like that was my first right, right. with Sonya. So she was real cool, but I thank God for letting me go to her because she was the one that introduced me. She was like, you need to go to church. You should go to Word of Faith. Mm-hmm. They have this Bible study school of the Word every Thursday. So, you know, after I, after my third time was like, um, after my third time going into that same week is when I was introduced to Word of Faith on my own. Like I've always been, but this is my time to really go because I need it. And right. that's when I started my walk with Christ. And my life has been changed and blessed and mm-hmm. everything ever since then. So I recommend anybody, if you're going through it, like she told me, she was like, a lot of us, go, you know, we're hurt, you know, a broken bone or, you know, right. a heart, but our mind, our mental state needs help right. as well. And that's the yeah. that's the powerhouse. The heart is the, is the power too, but that, that mind, that mental state, oh, yeah. it's ill, it's dark. And and I right. was, but as I grow closer to God, I found my light, you know. Right. So with BJ, come say all that just to say that he really changed my life. Although I lost to other people, but that right mm-hmm. there was like, you know, you see people die all the time and nothing takes from grandma yeah. to tomorrow. But when you with someone all day, every day, and they gone, you know. Yeah, like that's got to be pretty, news, you know, devastating. Right. It's like yeah. that whole the whole experience, like me and my best friend Brittany, we, we could sit at the grave. We could sit at the you know, at the um the awake looking at him and just say it's not real. You know, like it's happening but to us it just it it wasn't real. And when it hit, it hit. Right. So just That's the BJ probably just really the changed. anxiety. Because like yes. because you were in college at the time. Some we have yeah. to, you know, take time to go through that grieving process, mm-hmm. and when we don't, then it does it doesn't turn out too good. Because right. I mean, you never get over the loss of a loved one. You get you you work through it, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you're not allowed to go through that grieving process, that's where the problems will come in, <laughs> you know. So yeah. Now, did did the college that you were going to? At the time, did they offer grief counseling for students? Um, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> it oh, was wow. like um, I stayed on campus, so it was like I went to class and I lived my mm-hmm. life. You know, like yeah. um, Clark Atlanta is like number thirty minutes away, so I would come home, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and do my own thing, but. Just going to class, you wouldn't you wouldn't have known. You know, I didn't right. change or just you know not talk. You know, I just 
I, I stay energetic. I stay happy. I stay, you know, going out. I, you know, my mm-hmm. roommate, Kalia, love her. Uh, we were seniors, graduated together, and we was roomies, and um, we helped each other out a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't, they probably do have grief counseling, but I didn't go to my school for that. Right. I just went to family and loved ones, and I uh, went to therapy. Okay. That's great. So would you say that, you know, some people think, well, you know, it's kind of like in in the African-American community, people look as as if you go to a therapist, oh, well, you're crazy. It's like a stigma attached mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would ever be going to a therapist, but I don't mind because it really has helped me tremendously too. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people say, "Oh, you go to therapy? Yeah, would you be crazy or something?" <laughs> you know, right. some people are just ignorant about it. So I'm like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> you know, what I mean, saying? Just, I was, just to be smart. Time, you know, yes, I am crazy and I need help. And I have no. I but have you no have to say what you got to say, like to people, because sometimes people come out of their mouth, but you know, isn't it's like ignorance. Mm-hmm. And you know that has to change because you know a lot of people are going through a lot of things in their life, and they think that oh well, if I go to a therapist and I tell somebody that they're going to think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's very important for anybody that's going through any kind of mental health issues, as far as anxiety, depression, post traumatic stress, to seek a therapist. Right, I think the ones that are crazy the ones that don't go. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you you're probably right. I'll be like, y'all, I'm crazy. I said, but I'm getting help, though, for mine. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, people can say what they want. So, so, um, so can you tell me what, what is, what is it like? Covering like red carpet events and stuff like that. I was thinking Let me tell you. So cool. Like I said, when I first ever did red carpet, I went in as a volunteer. So, and the lady, Saptosa, uh, who's over 135th Street, she does not play. So it's like working red carpet, you can't talk to them, you can't take pictures with them. And I think at the time, I don't think selfies was. Um, big back then. I think this was in 2012. <laughs> but I mean, no so pictures, no talking. So can't take no pictures. I'm tapping the girl. Great. So I'm tapping the girl next to me like, hey, that's Carl Thomas. Like, hey, that's Bow Wow. Like, hey, that's the main yeah, movie. Like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> really like, oh my God. I'm and then you can't people. say anything. And I can't say anything. But um, just uh-huh. with doing that, I know a lot of people look at me now with my way like, you don't ever take no picture. It's like that's. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm somebody too. Like they need to be asking me for a picture. <laughs> like, okay. That's how I feel. Like I know it's big, but like the only thing different right now is they bank account. But I'm gonna get there, so it's cool. I know, know that's right. I just, it's like everybody know who I am. You know what I look like. So just let me show you. You know, let me let you see my experience and where I am. You know, but mm-hmm. um. Just working red carpet, it's so blessed. It's so fun. Like, I don't club too much. I don't hang out too mm-hmm. much. But 
when I get that email saying you are invited, media, red carpet, it's like, okay, this is my you happy. This is my go-to. <laughs> this is, you know, like, this is my fun. Or it's like, who's going to be here? Because sometimes they don't say uh, who's mm-hmm. going to be there. But um, I actually got to work um the, what is it, the Triumph Awards with Steve Harvey, and that was just by networking with somebody. Oh, okay. Um, they have a um, the Redellion group. They're up in um, Virginia. I met them at a mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta, and they weren't able to cover the event. So he asked me to come, you know, do mm-hmm. a forum. And I'm like, you know, that's all about networking and having oh, yeah. a relationship with people. Oh, yeah. And um, working the Tyler Perry cast events, um, press screenings, it has been cool. Or just the movie screenings in general. And um, mm-hmm. it's like, I just feel a part, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it makes me feel special because it's like if everybody else could be here, they would be, but you here. You get what I'm saying? So it's like you've been chosen, you've, you've been calling, you know, like they still no. inviting you, yeah. like you're doing something, you know. Well, you that's know, your calling. That's your calling. And even with social media, like, man, I used to be back in the day with Twitter. I used to be in Twitter jail all the time. Like, that's all I did was tweet, 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 my face, <laughs> all that so. Now we got it on the phone, you know, and yeah. Instagram and Oof. Facebook is popping. There's nothing to get followers. <laughs> oh, I have a lot of right. friends even realize it. <laughs> so yeah. um, just being able to share and promote with red carpet, sometimes mm-hmm. I invite people to come with me, and it's like, you, you're like I don't want to go. Like, that's your loss. Or like uh, Timberly, I just took her to the first one. We went to selling selling in the ATL. It's a um, real mm-hmm. estate new TV show with uh, We TV. They came out mm-hmm. last Thursday, and um, okay. she had a great time. So it was cool. They had open bar. They had food, popcorn, mm-hmm. candy drinks. You know, so they feed you. We all have a good time. It's, it's just a nice environment. So I'm just mm-hmm. ready to see the Beyonce's and the Rihanna's. But I know. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's coming. It's going to take time. It's coming. The yeah, people who I know. have seen have all been just as big and wonderful. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's cool. I love the red carpet. That's me, okay. red carpet. <laughs> so um, can you tell me um, where do you see yourself in about five years with my Way Media LLC. I see us in New York. If anybody okay. knows me, they know I keep talking about New York. It's just been in my heart, you know. I mm. went to my, um, went the first time, my first time last last summer in July, and it was an amazing experience. And um, it was my first time, and just seeing the businesses out there, the marketing mm-hmm. out there, and I'm like, man, if I can come up here and I can network, because I did some networking, you know, so if I can come out here and really network, it just imagine, you know. Right. At first, I didn't, I, like, when I was working with fame, I was, girl, an introvert like me. I didn't know how to really network. I didn't know how to really come out mm-hmm. and talk to people, say, yo, I'm, you know, I'm Kenya, I'm with fame. You know, I was just still a baby right. shell, and I let, you know, Kadeem, the one who's over it, he did everything. So just being able to watch him, it's like now right. I'm able to go out here, and I don't mind saying, yeah, I'm Kenya, you know, but um, That's right. the only thing with that, with my way, is that we're not celebrity savvy, although I get to go to red carpet, you know, that's just the entertainment side, or that's just something that I do on the side for myself, but the magazine in general, it isn't catered to celebrities, 
Okay. So, um, now my, excuse my white magazine is that's a it's an online um, magazine publication. It's online okay. to now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Until you find somebody to print. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but, you, get, uh, you get to networking with people. You never, you know, that's what networking yeah. is all about. You know. So in you know, five you years, I do with. see, I do see my publication being in print. I do see mm-hmm. me at least having an office somewhere. But mm-hmm. I also see me um, living in New York and just networking okay. and doing what I need to do and my way being a mentorship program, a writing workshop program, you know, like like it is, let your voice be heard. Like this is for everyone else, you know, like right. when I get my interns, I, okay, ain't going to lie, the first time when I got them, I didn't really know how to be a leader. You thought, I, you know, right. being a leader, you know, you have to have humility in your heart. Oh, yeah. So uh, the second year, uh, God blessed me, and uh, when I had my internship program, I, I really ran, you know, really ran something. And I didn't just have writers to, oh, I need you to just uh, post these, uh, you know, submit these articles so I can post them. I gained a relationship mm-hmm. with these people. You know, mm-hmm. they actually learned, you know, for some, right. learned something. They actually, you know, their writing increased from when they used to submit articles to, you know, and that's what you want to see. You want to see growth. Mm-hmm. You want to see that what you're that's giving right. and what you're delivering is impacting people. And um, mm-hmm. they submitted these, um, you know, testimonies on what they learned. And, you know, all of them, and it wasn't like you need to say something good. You know, everybody said how they felt, and it made me feel right. good, you know, just to know that they are talking about me and what I have going on. So mm-hmm. when I tell them, when you come on board with my way, is your way. You know, I'm just your guider. I'm your, I'm your, right. I'm your help. I'm your editor. I'm your publisher. You know, I want to put right. you in the right direction. Other than that, let your voice be heard. You write about what you want about. You, you know, what you mm-hmm. want to write about. You know, you speak for your peers. We can't speak for, you know, the celebrities because a lot of them they give us false information, like, we can't keep up with you. Oh, yeah. We're not up there, so your problems aren't our problems. Like, we really got some real issues down here, oh, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. it's like, let's bring those issues to light. Let's let's help one another. So, yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now, as far as um, your, your uh, let me see, the media Company. Yeah. So you have people that you hire to, you know, work with you? Yes. Okay. So what advice would you have for someone that wants to go into journalism and social marketing media? What advice would you have for someone that wanted to actually go into that field? Be ready. <laughs> Get ready and be ready and have a plan. Right. You know, sit down, pray about it, meditate about it, and really know what it is that you want to do. Because the media, mass media in general, is so broad. Like, although oh, yeah. I'm doing journalism, I find myself doing PR all the time. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like and that's and that's really something that's hands on. Like I just spoke to this other this girl the other day, somebody had connected us and she was saying, you know, she went to school for PR but she didn't really like what 
she didn't really care for being in the classroom. She like you know, like to actually be she liked the hands on and yeah. and being in that atmosphere. And that's basically what it is. Like I know a lot of us don't like to be fed to the wolves, but with the media is no job description. Like you gotta really get out here. Yeah. And you have to run and you gotta know people and you gotta know people but you also want people to know you. And mm-hmm. you can't worry about people not supporting you. You know, you can't worry about the likes. Like we look to Facebook and Instagram and you know, society for validation when it's like we don't get approval from man. You know what I'm saying? Right. God's called you to do something. That's the only okay, the only yes, you know, that you need. Oh, yeah. You know, and That's right. That's the only validation you need. God say yes. Right. And um, what it, is, it is what it is. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's like you, you just, can't worry about what gotta, people, because people want to say all kinds of things. So right. you have to, like, you know, pretty much ignore some of that stuff that people like to put out there, you know, you just wait, you know, watch God move. Mm-hmm. Basically. Basically. You know. So it's like you got to just just do it. And, yeah. you know, people respect you more when you're consistent. You know, right. like I see a lot of people, they start one thing, but because they're not getting enough recognition, it's like, okay, I'm going to stop and then I'm going to go do this. Like, all right. of my way is not publishing all day, every day, every minute, every hour. You're going to bet something coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I know. That's a, well, you know, like something. I say, through great faith and to this determination, you know, you don't know, like, you're what, you know, when God sees you, you know, that he, that you're determined to do, you know, what it is that you love doing and what you have a passion mm-hmm. for doing, he's going to help you along the way. Yeah. And you can't, you know, some people will give up, you know, give up too easy, something happens, and they'll, oh, I'm just going to forget about that, doing that. You know, mm-hmm. you have to really be, like, consistent, Yep. you know, determined, faithful, all yes. that. So you can't give up yes. on your dreams. You know, mm-hmm. and you can't let no no one else talk you out of your dreams. Right. You have people that because they didn't follow theirs, they'll try to talk you out of yours. Mhm. And you That's can't let true. that happen at all. Mhm. I so. know um, Bishop Bronner from Word of Faith. He said, "If if if God puts it in your in your heart, He'll put it in your mm-hmm. life." That's right. And I know a lot of us we feel like. Things not going our way because I'm going through it right now. Like it's not going my way, or why is it not happening? You know, right now. Well, it's like, you know, it's things happening in God's time. So exactly, exactly. We on God's time, so we just have to be patient too. And patience mm-hmm. is a virtue. Trust me. Yes. <laughs> Talk about praying God increase my faith. It's like, oh yeah, I'm mm-hmm. gonna increase it all right now. You really gonna be patient. Hey, you really about to wait. That's and right. I see how much you're gonna make you he'll make you wait. You know, you can't rush can't rush it. You know the process. Cause when he, but, yeah, cause cause you I'm, ain't gotta worry about it because when he get ready to move you Hello. You ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. When he ready to move and make things happen, it's gonna be mm-hmm. like wow. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. Yep. And then sometimes, you know, we pray, we ask for things, and he'll give it to us, but then he'll also show us that we're not ready. We're not fully right. equipped for it. He's going to show you, you know? that you're not ready yet. 
<laughs> so then it's like, okay, well, take Don't try to go too fast. You know, he'll, he might, like, tease you a little bit with something like, now, see, I, I told him you wasn't ready. But you just wanted to go in. And I've been shown that a couple of times. Yeah, well, you know, we all, yeah, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we learn We learn as we go. Every day, you know, you learn something new, you grow. That's what it's all about. You just keep moving mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. You know, don't let yeah. nothing stop you, you know, from, mm-hmm. you know, living your dream. Everything living be a- your dream. There's gonna be plenty of roadblocks. There's gonna be a plenty oh, yeah. of non-believers. Oh yeah, it has there, to be. You know, how can God show? Right. How can God show His glory if there's no naysayers around? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, He can't. You know, because everybody's not gonna believe in you. Mm-hmm. People are gonna say, "Oh, yeah, okay, yeah." Mm-hmm. But they have to be doubters around for God to show His glory. I mean, not to be corny, but, you know, Mike Jones, back then they didn't want me. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> the same people that didn't want you want to be calling you. It, it's like that, but at the same time, what I've learned is humility. It yeah, doesn't you have to be humble. matter. You still got to be humble. You still got to love oh, yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 yeah. it is what it is. You notice it, but you still got to be kind. You know, and that's yeah. what Jesus was all about is love, kind, patience. And we talked about that today at church, genuine love. You gotta just you can't yeah. pick and choose who you wanna love or you I'm gonna I'm gonna bring them in, but no, I don't wanna bring mm-hmm. them in because they didn't do this. You know, it's like right. you gotta just be for everybody. So if I could take everybody yeah. with me, I'd take everybody with me. But we know we working. You know, right. it's just not an easy ride. But is this, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes you know you might want to take everybody, but it ain't always mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know. Right. But, oh, you I know. know. <laughs> 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 oh, I know. But no, it's, it's not it's, for everybody. It's all. You know. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. So now, far now, can you tell me a little bit more about the magazine publication and what kind of stories you cover again? Okay, so um, like I said, my way is not celebrity savvy. I think Timberly just asked me that um the other day at the mm-hmm. event. She said, "Are you going to do a write up?" And I said, no. And she looked at me like, okay, why? But my thing is, you know how many blogs out here that's about to publish the same story? Right. You got to think Let's outside the box. Real. Let's just be real. So, like I said, like, when I do red carpet, it's just more for the pictures and, you know, just the mm-hmm. event, just like the, the entertainment side. But right. when I when I go to research stories or just like I did when I was in school, like, you know, just having mm-hmm. – Conversations with people like um, in my volume two, my way volume two. There was this guy in my Spanish class. His name is oh man, what's his name? I know his last name is Frazier. Mm-hmm. However, this kid was going to Washington High High School and he was going to Clark Atlanta. 
I'm like, so you in high school and in college? And that's the name of the uh, the name of the article is in high school and in college. And I just wow. thought it was so cool, you know. Yeah. And him, they had spring break at Washington High. He's like, you know, I'm on spring break. I said, okay, that's what's up. And he's like, but I still got to come to Clark. And I just thought that was so cool. <laughs> Like, just being young, but being so determined and motivated. Yeah. And I think he is, you know, just family issues. But because he was so smart, you know, on scholarships, mm-hmm. getting scholarships and people paying for him to go on the, you know, go to school or if it was something extracurricular, he didn't have the money. He had, you know, built relationships with other people mm-hmm. that would want to support him and give him that. But just right. with, with everything that he was going through, like, this man was really in high school and in college. Like, I don't think I can... Like high school already was like okay, it wasn't as hard. When you look at it now, it was like okay, that was real simple. But then it's like, bro, we want to do this work. But right. he had, you know, his classes at Washington, and he was going to Clark Atlanta. So I, I did a story mm-hmm. about him, and um, mm-hmm. then I also had another guy friend named Rave. He's a, uh, he was in the Marines. Well, he's still in the Marines, and he boxed. So it was like, okay. hey, how was it, you know, being in the Marines and being a boxer? So it's just asking people about their life. It's just, you know, just telling their story because a lot of people don't feel like because I'm not making enough money, I'm not significant, I'm not I'm not newsworthy. Everybody is That's is not somebody. true. <laughs> That's right. right. But, you know, but everybody, everybody is somebody. So it's like, let me share your story. You know, let yeah. me. And the way that I put my own little thoughts on it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't right. feel like it's just another writer. It's like let let me tell it. Let let Casey tell your story, so you can mm-hmm. see the special the specialness inside of you that I see. Yeah, because so, some people really don't see, you know, their story as being important or mm-hmm. being valid. But you don't know that your story may help someone else. Exactly. You know, exactly. a lot of people don't feel as though, oh, well, you know, my little story is nothing. But mm-hmm. you just don't know. Like, you don't know who's reading it mm-hmm. and who, you know, it might help, who it might help, you know, to inspire or they might be going through, you know, they be, might be in the same situation or, you know, we're not. And you never know. Right. You really never know. So um, with uh, that's just how I do my story. So when I write articles, I do feature articles. So I'm the one interviewing, asking questions. But with my interns, like I said, it's their way. So a lot of them were able to just, it, my way is like their own blog. Like I had one girl page right. that just simply wrote about herself and her experiences and, you mm-hmm. know, things that she was, you know, doing or getting involved with at school at Kennesaw State, and she would write mm-hmm. about it. Or I had a girl, Ashley Wilson, one of my interns that lived in Virginia. She's dope. Like, she's all around um, digital media, mm-hmm. you know, and just her writing. She was a comedian. Like, you just reading all – do you know how you send me those gifts on Facebook? Like, she would use her, right. her stories in the GIF, and it would tell a story, but it's, it'll draw you in closely because it's like, this girl is really funny. Like, I'm not just – you know, saying LOL, oh, that's cute. Like, you're really laughing while you read reading Right, while you really. <laughs> and, um, and I got a girl, yeah. Nicole. She's very spiritual, one of my spiritual writers. And um, I named her Nicole's Words of Wisdom. And she's a God-fearing woman. Like, that is, when mm-hmm. I read Nicole's art, that's what it is. It's, it's a spiritual healing, you know, and it's always right on time. 
and mm. God speaks through her, and she just and she just lets it all out, and she writes mm. great poems. You know, I had actually mm. had them submit um, references before I actually brought them on my team, and mm. I, I call each reference, whoever, whatever the hell it is, I call, and mm. Nicole's uh, reference was like she's been writing all her life. You know, and I'll mm-hmm. all, you know, but she's been always been shy, and she kept it to herself. But she'll, mm-hmm. you know, share it with close friends and family. But her friend was like, I just thank you, you know, for even just mm-hmm. taking the time out and choosing her and, you know, bring her aboard because her writing will change people's lives, and it does. Right, And right. that's, you and never that's know. one thing with my writers. I didn't have to have a personal conversation with them. I could read their article and read mm-hmm. their life. Or, right. you know, and and that's how I connected with them. Like, I could talk to them, and I'm like, but you said this in your article, or you chose this topic, why? You know, mm-hmm. so it was more than you running this blog, but it's like I'm getting to know you, you know, and then I became, mm-hmm. you know, their friend. It wasn't too much business or personal, but they looked to me, okay, I need advice. Chelsea, going through it with <laughs> friends, been there, done that, just being able to help her. And then, you know, well, if you're feeling this way, Chelsea, why don't you write an article about it? And and she did, mm-hmm. and she wrote a poem one time, girl. She was like, oh, my God, I didn't even know I could do that. I want to do it again. You Maybe know, so pro- just helping them out and giving them a, you know, <laughs> just giving them an idea of even though writing might not be what you want to do for the rest of your life, but it can it can help you because writing is my therapy. And that's I have plenty of journals in my room. I could turn into a book one day. But, um Yes, okay. so I just let them write about what they want to write about, but it's all, but it's, we still, we can't just be like anything, like we still want to be, you know, up to date, we still want to be trending, yeah. but we also just want to be healers, that's the goal, is to be healers and just to soothe people, you know, and when I come in, I edit, I do what I do, and it's it's, it's a blessing, <laughs> like we just delivered this, we're about to publish this blessing, to see who we can touch today, so, okay. um, so is there um anyone out there that you know that you would like to thank for you know you know supporting you know your dream? Mm, my baby Josh. Um my best friend. Very very supportive read what I write or just when I need to talk or going through anything or if I'm having my weight issues, he basically just tell me to keep my head up, you know, mm-hmm. pray, it's going to be okay. Just everything that I need to hear at that time. Um, my dad is very supportive. And um, family and friends are supportive somewhat sometimes. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, with my way, it's him. And I and I speak with the Lord. We have our own relationship. Uh, Kalia, I love Kalia. Brittany, I love Brittany. I'm glad Tamberly's in my life now. You know, we uh, went to Clark together. Right. She's actually my RA, so I knew her by being mutual. But right now, it's a fine connection. You know, I actually read her book when she put it out, and I was like, mm-hmm. I read it. Once I got it, I read it in two hours. Like, I can't stop because this girl just wrote this book for me. Like, how did you know? Like, we went through the same thing. So right, right. writing that review and then just being able to reconnect by that has been real good. And I can't forget about my baby, Asha. Asha, Asha B., she's an amazing person. Um, 
Yes, Asha and uh, right now, like the people that are like in my in my corner, in my corner, and um, I have a new church family, Eagles Nest. Okay. Oh my God, I've been there for only two months, but I, it feels like two years. And the women in this church, or the people in this church, have gen- genuinely embraced me. You know, like you talking about mm-hmm. having a mother in Christ, a sister in Christ. Like, Kiana mm-hmm. Hopkins is my sister in Christ, and I love her dearly. And uh, we have gotten, you know, real close, but it's it's, okay. it's all transparent, and it's, mm-hmm. it's all love at the end of the day. And um, there's someone that can say, I'm praying for you, but really praying for you, you know. Or right, that's saying, right, right, exactly. I love, you know, I love you and really love you, or, you know, y'all can talk. You know, because we was only seeing each other once a week just because of what we were doing at the church. And we could leave off where we left off, you know, start off where we left off. And I just felt like, wow, this is this is really a friend, you know, and we could pray together, you know. And a lot of people right. don't want to hear that. Oh, just pray. Like, that's the last result. Like, prayer is everything. Prayer had changed my life. That's you indeed. Know, like, I got oh, these, <laughs> boy. I can't say that enough. Prayer changes everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. Got these, um, these two shall pass. um things that I write down, you know, mm. just papers, and I look back on it one day, and I'm like, this really happened, like, God yes. really did, like, you know, like, in, in Bishop said, you know, you got to put things in your own handwriting, and that's right. Yep. a lot of things that I wrote down has really came to life, talking about interns, or, you know, just workshop, like, everything mm-hmm. that I put down that I wanted to do might not be everything that I could take off on that list, like one, two, three, but maybe num- number one, number five, number ten, number two, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So God has really shown himself strong and has, has really helped me in in my time of need and in my time of God giving me a vision or just mm-hmm. really speaking to me and letting me know where you are right now. It's, by, it's not by accident or coincidence, but it's by faith Amen. and Amen. it's by, you know, seeking me and loving me and not, afraid to say Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just going to church, yeah. what's to me regardless if, you know, your day's going bad or good. So That's right. It's, it's been praise an amazing Praise in the good walk. times and praise them in the bad times. Amen. You know, Amen. you don't go walk. through the bad times, you don't have a testimony without a testimony. Exactly. 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 So, know. yeah. So, um, real quickly, can you, um, let the listening audience know how they can reach you on social media. Well, I have two Facebook pages. Okay. <laughs> the first one in the purple shirt, uh, King mm-hmm. Sheets, S-H-E-A-T-S, is my personal page. And then the King Sheets, the other page that you might see, is my way's personal slash business page, but basically my way. Um our Instagram is at mywaymagazine. Dot, at mywaymagazine. Uh, Twitter is mywaymag underscore wfb. Our Facebook page is mywaymagazine pound wfb. And uh, our Tumblr, follow us on Tumblr. Our, our okay. blog site is mywaymagazine.tumblr.com, and that's t-u-m-b-l-r, tumblr.com. Okay, great, great. So, Kenya, I just want to say thank you, you know, so much for, you know, sharing your 
inspirational story with us on the Recovery Corner. And just hang out with us, and we're going to go (laughs) to a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with author Timberly Randolph. All right. Thank you. Right after this commercial break. Thank you, but hang out. Stay with us and hang out with us. We'll do. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. So right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She going to show you. We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels. Finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you seen the rosary designer for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories. Always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his ladies in the know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with game. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer, and I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now, when you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'm going to show you, huh? She's going to show you what? We're going to show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the bed. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host. Author is Tanya Wilson, and my next guest panelist is author Timberly Randolph, and she is the author of the book Process Patience. Timberly Randolph is originally from California, but moved to Atlanta five years ago. In May 2013, she graduated from Clark. Atlanta University with a Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology. In April 2014, she married her high school sweetheart after being together for six years. In November of 2014, her and her husband received news that they were expecting their first child. In February of 2015, they then received news that they had an ectopic pregnancy resulting in the termination of their child. But God, throughout their joys and pains, they never lost their faith. They never lost sight of God's will for their lives. On April 18, 2015, 
Kimberly released her first published book entitled Process Patience. Everything she had gone through the last year was preparing her for Process Patience. She began writing out of frustration and went and went to the job that she was working at and the lack of passion and purpose she felt for her life. She did not value herself enough to know that she deserved more. She was waiting for someone to come, swoop her out of her misery, and replace it with her dream career. But she quickly learned that life does not work that way. Instead of continuing to mope around and await a handout, she changed her mentality. She told herself that the only way to ever reach her highest potential and live the life she knew was designed for her was to stop complaining about her process and learn patience. She was no longer seeking the approval or acceptance of man, society, and what society thinks thinks she should be doing. She wholeheartedly focused on God and what he was leading her to do. God was birthing in her process patience and letting that be a guide for others to refocus, revise, and revisit their visions and goals. She can truly say that she is grateful for all that she has gone through because she knows her best is yet to come. And everyone I introduce to you, author Timberly Randolph. Hi, Timberly. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, can you um tell me a little bit uh, about uh where you were born and raised and what your childhood was like? Sure. Um, I was born in San Jose, California, and I moved to Sacramento in 2001. Uh, I'm the youngest of four. I have two sisters and one brother, and we were my this is Tiffany and my brother Terry. We were raised um, by our mother, um, mm-hmm. along with a slew of family members, um, you know, friends, church family. Mm-hmm. So I'm very blessed and grateful that I was able to, you know, grow up with literally like a village of people who were there to support my mother and, you know, support the three of us. And mm-hmm. I would say that I had a a great childhood. Um, mm-hmm. My family, you know, we always did camping trips or met up on weekends. It was just always something that I can remember we were doing. You know, I have so many memories from that. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who were some of your role models when you were growing up? Give me a second, let me see. I, you know, of course my mother, I would say Mm -hmm. she was a role model to me. But when I was younger, I don't think I had, you know, one 
particular particular right role model that I could, you know, name. I mm-hmm. I think I was just intrigued by people who were doing something that they were passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, being successful at it or failing at it a couple of times, but you know, mm-hmm. trying again and again and again until they were you know, at that place where they can call it successful. Right. <clears throat> so what what made you go into the area of psychology? <laughs> um, I've always said that the reason I chose psychology is because I people are crazy. And I don't mean, <laughs> you know, it in a bad way, but that is honestly the reason why I chose psychology because I just felt like there were with all the emotions that people go through and with, yeah. you know, just mm-hmm. everything, people so quickly just change and their moods, by, you know, is what I mean. Like, they just, mm-hmm. it just, they just change. I know what and you so mean, yeah. I chose psychology <laughs> so I can, you know, get a better understanding of right. why people are like that and, you know, understand how I can deal with it so it's not rubbing off on me. You know, it's a better understanding of my (laughs) mind and how I can handle my own emotions. So 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 were you always curious about how, you know, why people were acting the way they were acting when you were younger? Uh, Why? I don't know if I would use the word, like, actually caring why they were. I was just curious. Caring about. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, were you caring yeah. about? Like when you, would you say you were a people watcher? Because I used to be a people I, watcher. Yes, I, I'm very. And yes, I, I observe. Even to this day, I'm very observant. Um, right. That I'm always wondering what mm-hmm. whoever it is that I'm speaking to, or if I'm just looking at a stranger on the sidewalk, what's going through wow. their mind, um, where they're going, where they're coming from. Um, you know, you ever wonder about like people's lives, like, cause I, I, I'm, I don't know. I've always been a learn a lot through watching other people, mm-hmm. and keeping mm-hmm. my mouth shut. I used to be very, mm-hmm. very quiet, and by watch, I learned everything by watching other people, and I became a people watcher, and I, I, I've, I've learned so much about you know facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And you know mm-hmm. body language. I can tell in in a second if something getting ready to pop off, or if somebody's saying something to me nice, but they really don't mean it. You know, just by going by their face. You know, it's, it's, it's so much you can learn by just watching. Yes, and I would say the same thing too. And one word that has stuck with me, and I learned this word, I think, when I was maybe in the fourth grade, is mm-hmm. pragmatic. Mm-hmm. And it's facial expression, and it's mm-hmm. reading, you know, someone's facial expressions, and that has mm-hmm. always been something that I've always been interested in because, you know, growing up, it, everything shows on my face, even now. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing people tell me, whether it's um, I could have been happy a few moments ago and then right. I go into a deep thought, and it just shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I get it a lot. <laughs> I may not even have to 
say anything, but like mm-hmm. people who know me, you know, my close friends, my family, everyone, right. they can just immediately tell that I have just gone somewhere. Um, <laughs> if they're, they're not sure, you know, what it is. If you are right. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they can see it before I see it because, you know, right. I, I don't have a mirror in front of me. so I In don't front really of you, feel, right. Mm. Yeah, I don't always feel the slightest changes in my in my face, you yeah. know, um, in my expressions that, you know, everyone else can see. So, um, right. and going back to what you said about observing people and, you know, thinking about their lives and stuff, I'm a I'm very nosy by nature. So, <laughs> um, honestly, I am. So, that's one thing, um, you know, that has, kept me interested in psychology and just people and the awareness of people mm. and their lives and their individual stories because I know everyone has something, you know, going on. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be negative, but everyone has a process. And right. um you know, when I was younger I just always you know, I can be in the car with my mom, my brother and my sister and there's mm. a family in the van driving next to us and immediately mm. I'm thinking like, I wonder you know, what what, yeah. what it's like to be in their home for a day. You know, if I can right. just, like, go into their home and interview them and see what it's like, you know, just mm-hmm. a different type of perspective, just different <clears throat> views, um, you mm-hmm. know, for different people. Like, everybody has their individuality, their own stories, and it's just something that's always intrigued me. Yeah. Now, when, when you were younger, because I know when I was younger and even when I was, like, in my young adulthood, like, I, I I would daydream a lot, mm-hmm. and like I I didn't know that I was doing it until somebody say, "Are you okay?" And I'd be like, "Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Are you sure? Yes, I'm fine." Because everything shows on my face. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always yeah. tell about how I feel by just looking at me. Um, I definitely agree with you on that one. And sometimes, and I, and I would go off and daydream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it catches me off guard because I it's, it's just amazing Sometimes that I I, doesn't, I I don't even realize I'm doing it, but somebody else will see who I'm um, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, you could be thinking about you know. something, being deep thought. Mhm. And other people can catch that, but because we can't see ourselves, but we can see it in other people. Mhm. You know, like yeah. you know, you just be watching. You can be sitting like at a park or something. You're just watching people go by, and you're looking at their facial expression. I read everything about the person while they, yeah. the way they walk, the you know their facial expression, their body language. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a is a, a group of people just talking, and I can just even though I might not even have to be close to them or hear what they're saying, just their facial expressions, you know, and their body language. I can tell oh, something getting ready to pop off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> By just reading body language, you know. Yes, I agree. So that's I think I, that's a great skill. <laughs> it is. It is, and you know, it's like I have to catch myself because sometimes it's not so much that I daydream, but I'll be so like into what mm-hmm. someone else is going to, you know, and it goes back to the whole being nosy and all the other stuff. But mm-hmm. it's like I get so caught up in like, wow, okay, so. I wonder why he, you know, frowned when he said that or, you know, why yeah. she, you know, folded her arms when she said, you know, just like the reaction right. of people. Right, it's just small you know, little things. That a lot of people don't pay attention right. to that, but, you know, yeah, so that, people like us who pay attention to everything, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, when somebody's talking to me. So people don't like it because, like, 
when I talk to people, I look right in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And people don't like that. No, they don't. I know. Some people don't like now, that because one time somebody said, even told me one day, like, wow, why? You look at me right in my face. Like, well, yeah, because I'm talking to you. Right. And I like for people you know, to look at me when they're talking to me, too. You know, because yes. I want to see your eyes. Mm-hmm. Your eyes is the window to your soul because I want to know what you're saying. Is is, is it true? Or, yeah. or what's going on? Because if you're looking everywhere else but at me, I'm like, she, she you know. Mm-hmm. And some people really don't like that. But the, I can't help it. That's what I do. When I'm talking to somebody, I look them right in their face. Like, especially if we're yeah. having a serious conversation. You know? Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so. Now, you know, once again, I, you know, I, you have, you know, my condolences on the loss of your child. You know, you and your family have my condolences. Now, can you tell everyone for people that don't know what, uh, uh, what is the ectopic, ectopic mm-hmm. pregnancy is? Yes. Um, well, basically, an ectopic pregnancy is when the egg, plants itself in your fallopian tube, which can mm-hmm. um, become very deadly for the expecting mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my case, that, that's what happened. So I had mm-hmm. to um, <clears throat> go in and get it terminated. Um, so I believe I was six, between five and six weeks. Um, pregnant at the time, but you know, you during those just short few months, I experienced mm-hmm. every emotion there was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, from excitement, you know, planning, and then <clears throat> you know, on top of telling just about all our family members, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, finding out that, and it was it. Looking back, it did. It happened pretty quickly, and um, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm thankful, obviously, because it could have been, it could have went completely horrific. But um, right, right. You know, so I, I'm thankful that it happened the way it did. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> but looking back, you know, while you're going through it, it's like those days and waiting for, you know, the results from the blood test because I was getting with needles every day and, you know, they have to continue to draw blood to see if my HCG levels were raising or decreasing. Right. So going through it, it seems like 24 hours have just taken, like, just longer than, you know, what you're expecting a a day to, you know, last. But... So, you know, I moved it out. I was able to write about it in my book. Um, I met a lot of nurses and doctors, you know, while I was going through it who just Uh gave me encouraging words and support and letting me know that I'm not the only one that has ever had to deal with that. And, um, you know, but in that that moment, honestly, I don't don't care who else went through it, you know. Right, of course not. No, I'm going through it now. Let me mm-hmm. be in it, you know. Um, but it was still nice to have them there and letting me know, like, you know, this happened, but 
don't let it discourage you, you know, from starting right. a family or you know, going forward and planning a family again. Um, right. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where you just have to not act like it never happened, but not let it affect, you know, your right. future, your present. Because, you know, it, it's in my past now, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's an experience. It was a process. I have to be learn you know, I have to learn to be patient through it. Um, you know, and not doubt basically not right. doubt God, basically, you know, because right. I know it was a reason why it happened the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I just have to swallow, breathe, lift mm-hmm. my head, you know, wipe my tears and just right. go on. Yeah. So I know, like, I know a little something about, you know, that, uh, like, the topic, act topic, I'm not, you know, as far as me, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, like, if, if your fallopian tubes, if they yes. burst, well, if they have to take them out, you, that means you would never be able to have children again. So you didn't have to go through that part. Yes, that's why I'm so thankful because, you know, that was the yeah, main thing cause... everyone was reminding me was, you know, thank God, yeah. you know, that, that they found didn't happen. out because, you know, right. I, there have been women who have died from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I can't, I really can't sulk and dwell in the fact that I had to terminate my pregnancy because, I, you know, mm. I could have died, and so right. Well, you know, it's like you have to save your life, you know. And, and sometimes know. you just have to. What's the sacrifice? You know, you have to do what you have to do, you know. And sometimes, yeah. you know, even though we might not think so at the time, like you know, sometimes God takes us through certain things mm-hmm. for us to learn certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. might not think about that think about it that way at the time at all. And I'm no, sure at no. the time you wasn't thinking about that. You know, I what I'm saying like because that. the loss of a child is to me like one of the most devastating things that can happen to a parent is losing their mm-hmm. child. You know, yeah. because that's yeah. like out of order. You know, because mm-hmm. our children are supposed to bury us. You know. Yeah. And it's, like, out of order. And that's, like, to me, that would be, like, the most devastating thing, like, to lose a yeah. child. So yeah, I know you. you know, um, I, I I say it now with so much more confidence because, it's like, I know I may not have had a successful pregnancy the first time, but I know, you know, God mm-hmm. is going to bless me. Um, oh, yeah. You know, with children. And, you know, that's something that my sister has reminded me. My mother, you know, my family, friends. I just had a friend tonight um, text me about Mm -hmm. an hour and a half ago, uh, my friend Tiana, and she told me that she had a dream that I had twins. And I was like, well, amen. Wow. (laughs) Twins run in your family? Yes, they do. Oh, Um, boy. My mother's mother is a twin. Um, Uh She had a set of twins. My auntie had a set of twins. And on my father's side, my dad is actually a triplet. So um, you already know, right? <laughs> I know, but I receive you, it. <laughs> you you already know, right? 
I know, I know. That's why I'm being patient because I, you know, the God is going to give you triple what you asked for. <laughs> no, I don't know about triplets, but you know, I'm willing to take the twins, but I can't yeah. be picky. This whatever, right? You know, that's right. You can't be. Fixed. No, God gonna give you what He wants you to have. Yeah. That's true. You know. So wow, twins. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, if I ever had twins, I was like, I'll be going crazy, <laughs> you know. But really? you know, but I don't know. I'll just say things like that because you know when you really think about it, like you know how like you see like on on TV and you see people with the six the, the six babies or four oh, babies. Yeah. I'll be like, oh my goodness, what in the world? You know what I'm saying? At one time, I said, "This no, is so mean and Ben," because I'd be like, "Really though?" <laughs> yes, but I have already um, recruited my mother to come out here. You yeah, know, yeah. at that time, mm. so she knows have her bags packed. So she's coming out here to help me. Um, my <laughs> mother-in-law, you know, so it's like I, I'm not even. I'm not worried because I know they'll be there. Mm-hmm. I know they'll be with, be there with me. So. <clears throat> You know, it, it's so funny how sometimes we will, we will say something and then it'll happen, and mm-hmm. then you'd be like, "Oh, I can do this." I might say that just to be joking sometimes, like, "Oh, oh they mm-hmm. just, just throw me in the loony bin because I wouldn't know what to do before at one time." But when it happens, yeah. if it actually happened, for some reason, you know, we mm-hmm. we got something in us as mothers. Mm-hmm. That we instinctively gonna kick in. It's gonna kick in, right? You know. Yes. Yeah, I don't know about and we four. Know what one, to do. But um, yeah, that's know. a bit much. But I mean, if you have help, you be. <laughs> yeah, I'll have. You gotta one have help with that. My mother will yeah. have one, and my father will have another. That's yeah, you definitely have to recruit family members. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, you know, outside help if you want, you know, you know, you have to have it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like one person with four babies and doing everything. You can't, you know. So it's good that mm-hmm. you have a good support system, you know, and people that will be, like, willing to, you know, help you out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, chances are that you're going to have more than one when you do have, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> chances are. So, can you tell me a little bit about how you know how you got through, you know, that period of time, that grieving process? How what was that process like for you and your husband? Um, I. I obviously cried. Um, it took a little yeah. bit longer for me. Um, Eric, my husband, he has, you know, a different way of handling yeah. his emotions. Um, but he was definitely there, a hundred percent. You know, just reminded me that, you know, I'm writing a book called Process Patience. Therefore, I need to practice. Um, <laughs> practice what I'm what writing. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I need to remember that it is a process, um, and, you know, to just be patient, and I can't right. let oh, that you can't rush the grieving off. process at all. No, you, I, didn't, I didn't rush it. He wasn't rushing me to get through it, um, mm. but, you know, it was more so like, okay, 
you know, it's happened. Now mm-hmm. let's get let's get it back together. You know, let's right. write about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, help someone else that has been through it or been through right. any experience any death. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's just it's just a different stage of stages of emotions and mm-hmm. um, writing about it definitely helps with the process. I didn't know for sure if I wanted to put it in the book, um, right. but I did because, you know, it's a part of my process. And if, you know, I, one of my things was like, okay, God, I'm writing a book about helping someone else out and helping them through their own journey and their life processes mm-hmm. and all that. <clears throat> and then, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, dang, like, do I have something like, do I have proof? Do I have something to, you know, really show that I've been through something? Yeah, you do. Um, and there was. You know, I have had, you know, many things that I've been through. And at that time, the most current was the um, ectopic pregnancy. So I said, you know, this someone may not have went through exactly what I went through, right, detail right. for detail, but it's, it's still something. You know, death doesn't have to be like of a in of a person it can be, you know, with a job or a relationship. Right, right. You know, anything like that. So, um, you know, for me to be able to talk about it and, you know, get like gain strength from that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's a testimony for me because yeah. I could have, you know, kept it to myself. I could have just, mm-hmm. you know, not wanted to share my story, but it, it was more so like I wanted to be transparent and I wanted to be selfless. And I really mm-hmm. wanted to change, you know, the way someone else has, feels about whatever they may, may be going through. You know, give them right. courage, give them support, because sometimes people don't have, you know, the family and the friends there right. to help right. them out, you know, and wipe their tears and lean on. And so I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, let me write, let me put it in my book, and whoever reads it, you know, let this, like, really touch their hearts and let this yeah. be those words you know, those encouraging words and that support mm-hmm. that they, they may not have. Um, right. So, you know, that that's how I got through it was writing about yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's always good to, you know, like helping someone else can is actually therapeutic for mm-hmm. for you. Like when you help other people, it's therapeutic for you. It is. Also, it really, you know. Yes. Yeah. It takes it'll take your focus off of yourself and you know being selfless and helping someone else. Mhm. That's so you true know. because I know I, as I was writing, you know, I was sending like every time because I I was I started writing in the notepad, you know, the notepad app on your phone. Mhm. So I started writing there yeah. and. Every, maybe like every other day, I was sending it to my sister and I was sending it to my mother, you know, or emailing it to them and having them read it. And as they're reading it, they're like, wow, Kimberly, you know, like the first page in the book, um, Mm -hmm. In Process Patients, when I sent it to my mother, she actually thought that I had gotten that out of a magazine. And I'm like, no, mom wrote that like come on now that's that's me I wrote <laughs> that's that you. So, you know she was like so impressed because 
um, you know, it was so profound, and it was something that she mm-hmm. was going through at that time, too. And so oh. to know that here I am, you know, at this age, at this point in my life, and I'm going through something at a job, you know, right. I, never, I never expected my mom to have that in common with me. And, mm-hmm. um, to you know, I, it made me feel good because I was like, okay, well, you know, let me keep, let me keep this going. Let me see what else. You know, if I just right. to listen and pray on it, let me see what else, you know, I can write about or, you know, mm-hmm. how I can change someone else or make them think, like, wow, you know, just like Kenya had mentioned, you know, when she read Process Patient, she read mm-hmm. it in two hours because it was speaking to her. And that was my right. my main mm-hmm. goal, um, I guess you could say, for Process Patients is that whoever is reading the book, it, it feels like, they wrote it, you know, like right. they were the author they of can, that book. Or they you know, connect yeah. with it or, you yes. know, yes, they can I, get something I, I, out of it. Right, because I honestly, I don't like to read that much, honestly, mm-hmm. um, but I love writing. So writing for me has never been, you know, a problem or like, you know, a hassle. Like I, if I can write every day, I write every single day. And, um, you know, so for Kenya to say, like, wow, that book really spoke to me. You know, that's my life. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the reaction I want people to have when they're reading my words, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, that is something that it just means so much to me because, you know, it's just amazing that you can write something or something that you thought to be so private and personal has touched someone else's life, you know, and it it, it oh, it's related. Me, I know that. Yeah, that means. <laughs> I wrote a book too, so and a lot of people tell yeah. me, you know, how you know the book helped them, and mm-hmm. like my book was about is about you know the story of my life and my journey mm-hmm. of recovery from alcohol addiction, but it's right. not just for people who are in recovery. Mhm. You know. Like the things that I talk about in the book, you know, is inspirational, um, and mm-hmm. you know, empowering. You know, because right. people, you know, read it and said, well, you know, a lot of things that I put to the wayside and forgot about, you know, that I wanted to do, I, I, I started doing it again. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, lost dreams awaken. Yes. You know, so it 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 did more than what I intended for it to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it's just not for someone that's in recovery, it's not just for someone that has an addiction. It could be for anyone. For anyone. That having yeah. any kind of self-esteem issues, you know, just going through life and depression, anxiety. It's anybody. Can, it's for anybody. It's not just a book, you know, just for people that's in recovery or, you know, in active addiction. You know. Yes. So... You know, when God does something or leads you to do something, He's gonna, you know, it's gonna be more than what you think. You know, Most definitely, yes. Because God yes. didn't need me to write that book. Listen, <laughs> when I tell you that I just kept going back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. God, I I really don't want to put this out there. I don't want to say that I was worried about what people were gonna think or say, but I, I was a little bit. And that's because yeah. every, you put things out there 
for someone yeah. else to receive, and you but really see, cannot predict how they are going to receive but it. But you, you know never you know because you know you never know. Somebody might have went through what you went through, right, and be very depressed yes. and even suicidal. Yes. They might read yes. your book, and that'll give them hope. You know, well, you know, yeah, you know, there is hope. You know, you never know whose life you are going to touch. Yes, and that's and how I, many I, people I, you are <laughs> going to touch by right. telling your story by being transparent mm-hmm. and telling yes, your story. Because just because yes. you and think, oh, to... maybe I shouldn't say that, maybe I shouldn't, you know, put that out there. Yes, I didn't want to filter. I, you know, I didn't want to filter um, what I put in process patients because I eventually got myself in the in the headspace. You know, just reassuring, and God was reassuring mm-hmm. me too. Everybody has a story. I just oh, everybody does. A little, everybody you know, has a, a story, but everybody don't want to tell their story. Right, and that's why you know God was just reassuring me and leading me. To publish it because mm-hmm. I have I had the courage, you know, I had enough courage to put it out there to you know, mm-hmm. for someone to read and ultimately change a life. And right. it's it's not like it's not it's what we go through that mm-hmm. allows us to be stronger and, you know, mm-hmm. we gain courage from it and boldness right. and wisdom just by me writing my own story like I lived it I know what went on obviously because right. it, it's my process but <laughs> it's writing, the, writing it and going through like you know the editing process and having to mm-hmm. read over it I gained wisdom you know and it helped yeah. me and yeah. so for for it to help me and I lived it that it just how much more, more would it help someone else that's just reading it from another objective? Right, exactly, exactly. You know. So yes, and it's and it's like every if you read your own story and you gain more, you know, inspiration from it. That's great. Mhm. You know, it if it touches you and you wrote it, and it's your life, and you'd be like, wow. I really went through that, you know. Yes. So that's a good book. <laughs> cause, you know, because a lot of people, you know, they're afraid to tell their story. They don't want people to know. But you never know. You might be saving somebody's life. <clears throat> yes, and that's what I really would. And just my prayer is to change someone's life help them out, encourage them, remind them that life is a process. We all have trials, you know, we all go through something, but we we are here to help someone. We're here to service someone. And by writing this book, I feel that I'm doing that. I've always loved to help people. I've always I've been always been very caring. You know, if there's anything that I can do to help right. someone, I want to do it. And process patients just happens to be a bigger platform for me to do that. Right. So can you tell me a little bit about your, you have a blog, Process Patients yes. blog. Yes, I do have a blog. It's Process Patients 2014 at blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. I have it. It's on the uh, event page, too. Okay. I have it on there. 
Tell me a little bit about your blog. I started blogging prior to writing Processations, the book, and it was a way for me to just release any anything that I had on my mind, mm-hmm. anything that I was going through, I wanted to put it out there. And that was the segue for the book. Mm-hmm. And the book is just, you know, more detailed. It's longer, obviously. Um, right, but right. the blog for me, I honestly actually haven't blogged since I um, started writing the book. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I put the blog out there, I was proud of myself because I knew people were going to be reading that, and it gave me more confidence. Like, I had no idea that starting Mm -hmm. a blog, I would then start a book. I had no idea that was going to happen like that. Mm -hmm. I just figured I'll blog. I'll put some short short pieces up, you know, every other day, once a week, whenever Mm -hmm. I felt like it, basically. But I had no idea that it was going to be a book. And so... um, you know, I'm, I'm also proud of that, too, because I, I've been writing for a very long time. Like, I took to writing maybe in, like, the sixth or seventh grade, and mm-hmm. it was mainly, you know, like, research papers or little poetry things that we have to do. But yeah. the, the um, what's the word, like, the acknowledgement that I would get back from whatever I wrote, mm-hmm. whether it be a short poem or a long mm-hmm. research paper, it was always rewarding for me because I actually took my time, you know, yeah. to work on those papers and those that poetry. And so to have someone, you know, acknowledge that, especially right. because I right. was proud of the work that I produced, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is, it's, it's rewarding. I'm not always looking for someone to pat me on the back or say, you know, acknowledge what I've done. But it's nice, you know. You're it's right. nice to be it's validated. Exactly. When you have passion behind what you're doing, that's one of my right. things that I live by now is that I'm trying to incorporate in my everyday life as well as everyone else is to be passionate about whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. If if you are the best omelet maker ever, you're going to be passionate about it. You know, you're going to make sure that it's seasoned just right. Mm-hmm. You're going to make sure that it, um, the onions are chopped perfectly, the mm-hmm. spinach, the mushrooms, the, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have to thank my Uncle Isaiah for that, too, because ever since I was younger, I've always followed him in the kitchen, mainly because mm. I love food and I love to eat. But I also took <laughs> the cooking. <laughs> you know, I, I took the cooking because if I love to eat, I'm going to learn how to make, it, right. make what it is that I want to taste, you know, how I want it to taste. And so my Uncle Isaiah was very big on that. He taught me, you know, the best chef cleans up after themselves. They don't oh, eat, my they goodness don't gracious. And it sounds so much like me. I used to so watch much. my mom cooking, up, and I love to eat. Oh, my goodness, I'm the, yes. the biggest foodie. And I, my mother, yes. when, I, when I actually started actually cooking, which was at a very young age, I didn't have to ask my mother anything or how to do it because by me just sitting and watching her, she didn't have to tell mm-hmm. me what to do. She didn't have to stand over me and say, well, do it this way and put this ingredients in it. I already knew. Yes. And, yeah, my uncle will tell you in a And cleaning up while you cooking? Man. Yes, he'll tell you in a heartbeat. He's not going to come in that kitchen and cook a thing. I can't cook in a dirty kitchen. I can't. Nor cleaning mm-hmm. as I go. 
clean yes. as you go. But that, you know, that's just that just goes back on um, being passionate about whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to just have one passion. No right. one ever has to limit themselves to just being interested in one thing. You know, um, just try mm-hmm. it out. And I also, I also put that in protestation. The book is mm-hmm. every day we need to be learning something new. You know, um, yeah. we only have this one life. Like, we don't get a retry. We don't get to come back and try it again. We don't, you know, get to see how we live this life and then change. You know, mm-hmm. we just, we, that's just not how it is. We have this one life that we literally have to adapt to living, you know, um, right. to just living this one life and going after anything that we have an interest in. We don't, we don't know, you know, everything that mm-hmm. we we may not like. You know, we don't know it right. unless we try. And you know, that just goes. You just, you just have to seek it. You have to go after. It. You have to pray on it. You know, you really have to mm-hmm. just seek the the will of God for your life and. Right. You know, people are going to tell you no. You didn't do that right. You know mm. that doesn't that doesn't look how it should. That doesn't taste how it should. Whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you're doing, but don't let it stop you. You know, once right. again, exactly. going back to reiterate the title of the book, process patience, because right. that is like that's life right there. Just right. In those two words, that is life. Right. That's true, because I was I was thinking about like something along those lines today. Like just because some people will think that just because you don't think the way they do or do things the way they do it or have the same opinions they have, that makes you crazy. Mm-hmm. Some people will say, "Oh, you're something's wrong with you because you you know just because you don't act like them or you don't dress mm-hmm. like them or you don't." You know, everybody, you know, you're your own person, you're an individual. Nobody, you know, like, we're not clones. Because mm-hmm. if we all and did everything I like and thought of, like, what a boring world this would be. Right. And that um, when you were speaking with Kenya, you had asked, you know, her role models. I had told Eric, you know, I said, oh, Lord, I hope she doesn't ask me who my role models are um, now because Oops. at this age, <laughs> I don't have you know, one role model. To me, anyone that you is have pursuing many. a passion. Yeah, I have many. My sister's my role model, you know, because she's writing her book and, you know, mm-hmm. she's changing um, the lives of women, you know, out in L.A. My brother's my role model for, you know, he's always been into animals. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, he's self-taught. Did I say it right? Yeah. He self-taught yeah. himself how to... um you know, train dogs, train pigeons. Right. You know, he has changed my mother's home into a farm, you know. And, wow. Um, so, you know, he's my role model. Kenya is my mm-hmm. role model for starting her magazine and going through with it. So anyone mm-hmm. that says I'm going to do this no matter what is my role model. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have one role model, so. Right, right. You know, so um, do you see yourself um, writing any more books? I do. I actually started time. writing. Yes, I started writing my second book 
mm-hmm. maybe two months after I published Process Patience. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I think I, I was asked if my second book is going to be a follow-up of Process Patience, but I don't think it is. I don't know if um, people are expecting me to be like a professor of patience, but I'm not. Every day I'm still processing patience. Every day there's something Mm -hmm. that I go through where I may be discouraged, but I have to remind myself to be patient, you know, realize you have breath in your body. That's more than what other people, someone else that didn't wake up has. So, I, I, right. you know, I have another chance. I have another opportunity mm-hmm. to try again. And so my second book is going to be about that, about just living mm-hmm. and, you know, not just existing because that was something that I was taught back at um, Genesis Church in Sacramento. And mm-hmm. my youth pastor, they told us early on, do not exist live like we need to live right. you have to live your life That's and uh, when you're you know when I'm young when I was younger I don't I didn't really take heed to that I didn't grasp that like I maybe should have right. but now I still feel like I'm young Yeah, I have the energy you know I have the wisdom now I'm in my right mind mm-hmm. so I can live and right. You know, every day when you wake up, you just you just have to live your life. That's true. Because I'm, I mean, I just turned fifty years old in September, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, I'm I'm learning stuff, still learning, right, and still growing. So it's like mm-hmm. a process. Yes, it is. Because you process. never stop learning. <laughs> so the day you stop <laughs> learning, wow. Mm, I don't think that's good. <laughs> no, it's not. And that, you know, you may not learn, I don't know, like a new I don't, a new technique or something like a new, mm-hmm. I don't know. It can be I don't know, like I learned something new every day that word. I didn't know before, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's just like a word. Yeah. If, you hear, if someone says a word to you, you don't know what it is, go look it up. There it is. You just learned something. You know, it can, it's something that's right, small as exactly. that. Even something small, it's, you know, it could be any little yeah. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, can you tell everybody real quickly where they can purchase your book and how they can reach you on social media? Yes, they can. Anyone who would like to purchase my book can purchase it through Amazon, Amazon.com. And then just patient, and then, and then you can, if if you know me and see me in person, you can buy it from me, purchase it from me. And on social media, I can be reached on Facebook, Timberly Randolph. It's T I M B E R L E Y, last name Randolph. Instagram is. Vashti, that's V as in Victor, A-S-H-T-I, 1217. Um, or you can just email me at processpatients at gmail.com. Um, but I have a quick question, Ms. Tanya, mm-hmm. because I'm getting text messages from okay. um, people that are listening in. They want to know how they can. 
call in or submit questions? Oh, well, I see a lot of people already in the that are listening on the phone. Because, okay. like, Ashley, we're getting ready to wrap up the show because before the studio okay. shuts down on us. So, oh. <laughs> like, if they have any questions for you, maybe they can email you. So, because, like, I mean, they're in the queue, but I said, you know, if you have questions or comments, you just press one and I will bring them in. But I guess they didn't see that, but I've been doing it throughout the show. (laughs) No worries. It's okay. I just wanted to slide um, back with you real quick. Okay. So I'm going to wrap up the show, and I always, and my show was the Serenity Prayer. And it goes, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. Accepting hardships as the pathway to peace. Taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. That I may be reasonably happy in this life, and supremely happy with him forever in the next amen. Amen. And Kenya Sheets and Timberly Randolph, I want to thank you so much for sharing amen. your inspirational <laughs> stories with us thank on you. the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio <laughs> thank Show. Thank you. Thank, thank you so, so much. It was, much. It was such a pleasure. <laughs> Having you on the show. And on three, we're going to say good night to everyone. And one, two, three. Good night, everyone. And thank you for joining us on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Good night, Timberly. Good night, Kenya. And thank you once again.